0: Oh ho, ho ho Merry Christmas kids it's Santa Claus here. Today we're going to be talking about how Hawaiian shirt kingpin almost ruined the finale of Hawkeye and Christmas. And uh, we'll probably talk about some other things too. It's the Infinity Watch podcast. Ho, 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 ho.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. We we are on our season two finale, episode 42. The most episodes we've had in a season so far. Yeah. Uh, but 2022 may uh, challenge us a bit more to have some more. So we'll see. True. Um, my name is Tommy and I'm here with my North Pole-esque <laughs> colleague here, Eric.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll just come right out and say it. That wasn't my best. <laughs> it's, but we'll it's
1: all about the, just the effort you know that's that's all true. we care about here on the podcast
0: true so.
1: <laughs> but they can't all be winners true they can't all be win- i thought it was good i thought it was good <laughs> thank you all you have to do is go to one like semi-shitty mall santa and then everyone santa's good after that you
0: know? true very true Alright, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, kid what do you want for christmas all right come on let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, got to go on my smoke break. Yeah, just ca- just coughing up the, all the tar in their lungs. Yeah. Ugh, oh god,
1: disgusting. <laughs> well, happy belated Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, whatever it is you're doing. Uh hope everyone had a good a little little holiday. And yeah, we're in our season finale for season 2 of the Infinity Watch podcast, so um <laughs> Yeah, I'll cap it off with the last episode of Hawkeye which apparently almost ruined Christmas for some people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how much of an exaggeration that was.
1: The real question is was it was it uh, Kingpin that almost ruined it or was it Too many expectations once again.
0: (laughs) Mm, See, I I have very strong thoughts about this. Uh, I'm so
1: excited.
0: Yeah, I do not think it was expectations at all, but we will get it. We will get into it.
1: Not to get too meta, but I was driving uh, a couple hours up north on Christmas Eve and Eric and my brother and I have a group group chat, text chat thing that uh, we talk about, you know, Marvel stuff and other stuff. And man, it was blowing up. And I just would every now and then I'd see like a little text come up. and I'm like, oh, I have so many things I want to say right now. But <laughs> I was I was driving and I couldn't participate. So I'm excited to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, um, yeah. Before we do that and before we even get into news, I kind of want to uh, I want to recap how many things we had to talk about this year and then how many things we might have to talk about next year wow! Uh, as we go into the new year. So this year for TV shows, we had WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye. So five TV shows. Um, and then for the second half of the year, we had four movies. We had Black Widow, Shang-Chi Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So nine things total. When we're looking at next year, For the movies, uh, we will have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in May, Thor Love and Thunder in July, Black Panther Wakanda Forever in November, and then also you can include Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 in October. Ah. So there's four movies there. And we don't have any dates yet, release dates for TV shows, but shows that are supposed to come out next year on Disney+. Plus. I have six. Okay. I have Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, yep. Secret Invasion, I Am Groot, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Oh. Eric's favorite. Of all of them. <laughs> so there's gonna be plenty to talk about, it seems, next year as well. So
0: That's for sure. Buckle in. Hell yeah.
1: All right. Let's jump over.
0: Oh, and and on the the Star Wars side of things, uh, like Book of Boba Fett. Right, yeah. When does that come out? (laughs) Dude, I uh, ashamedly have no clue. Sometime in the next couple weeks, I think. Book of Boba Fett. Very soon. Very, very soon.
1: Release date. Let's see. Yeah, I keep seeing Oh, it it comes out in three days. Three days? December 29th. All right. First episode. Oh. well, there we go. Three days, couple weeks, you know, tomatoes about it. True. All right, let's <laughs> jump into it. I have a couple of news articles here that might uh, they might bleed into our episode talk, but let's start off. For those that have seen Spider-Man: No Way Home, yep. if you're listening to this, you damn well better have. Um,
0: True. A- yeah. Full spoilers for everything Marvel.
1: Right. Um, the trailer that was the post-credit scene for the film. Uh, for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was released this week alongside a poster for the film, which that uh, was all right. I don't know. It was fine. Yeah. is a poster. Yeah, not bad. You know, but uh, it was good to see that trailer again because I just remember watching it and there's a lot to take in. It, yeah, I think we've talked about it. It wasn't like super overwhelming in terms of a trailer. Um, it was fine but uh watching it again there was a lot of different little pieces of it that were interesting there's some speculation that uh rachel mcadams might be playing cleo a love interest of doctor strange because uh she is in one of the scenes kind of when they're floating around in the multiverse and she's wearing some weird clothes and there's just there's a lot of interesting stuff uh a, a quick glimpse of uh, a villain called Rintra um who is kind of like a bowl looking human dude um that you wouldn't have really caught if you're just watching the trailer and you weren't able to scrub through it like everyone on the internet and so um a lot of interesting stuff there really interested to see how that movie turns out but uh we still have 5 months to go or so since it got pushed back
0: yeah i'm definitely interested to see how the movie turns out but the more, more we kind of talked about this earlier in the week the more i watched and I only watched that trailer like maybe two times. Like I saw it in the theater, and then I watched it maybe twice uh, when it came out. And it just did nothing for me personally. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it just seemed very. Uh, it didn't get me hyped really at all. So I'm still I'm still waiting on like a real trailer. I I almost that almost feels like it's like what can we slap together that. <laughs> tells people absolutely nothing about this movie to give Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home an end credit scene.
1: I'm a little nervous about it because I feel like this is like another ambitious movie. You know, similar to how I was nervous about No Way Home. Obviously they hit the ball out of the park with that one, but I, I feel like this is even more kind of stepping into the crazy. Yeah. Um yep. and so I, I really hope it's good because there's a lot of elements to it that seem like it would make it good, but we'll see. Um, kind of following along those same lines, there's been a lot of rumors, um, about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, it's been confirmed by trade magazines that, uh, resho- reshoots have happened for the film and it's adding more kind of multiversal craziness to it, including some big cameos, supposedly. So people are still sticking to the fact that the leaked concept art and pre-visualizations Confirm that Sir Patrick Stewart will be playing Professor X in some variant capacity, um, which kind of lines up with some comments from that actor about meeting with Kevin Feige previously. Um, so I guess there's a leaker on Reddit named my time to shine. Hello. <laughs> and I guess he leaked a lot of fully accurate Spider-Man no way home leaks. He started a Twitter account and he dropped a big rumor. He said they added more members for the Illuminati And they are now claiming that Mr. Fantastic is one of them and he will make his first appearance in the MCU in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, I think there's a 0% chance Professor X is in this movie and a 0% chance uh, they introduce any of the Fantastic Four in this movie. I think people are getting way in over their heads with the rumors for this one. Um, It would be
1: pretty crazy... I guess my, the reason I would question this is like for the audience, like you're, you're, so there's a member of the Illuminati that we haven't even known existed.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You know, I guess the only thing I could see, I could see the professor X being like a professor X from another universe being in like a small scene. I could see that. Uh, Do I think it's happening? I have no idea, but I could maybe see like a different version of Reed Richards, but that would be confusing for people before you even introduce yeah. the the one that we know, you know. Um, but who knows? There's like in the comics, there's a the Council of Reeds, which is just like every Reed Richards from every, you know, different multiverse kind of gather together and they do this crazy shit. Um, and so I don't know. It, it would be pretty crazy though if they introduced him as a member of the Illuminati in this movie cuz the illuminati on its own is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like I hope they do all the that crazy like counselor reed shit, but not in before Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not before they've even introduced these characters. I would say for I would buy that potentially the uh whoever played Reed in the um Jessica Alba and Chris Evans versions of the movies. Oh, my God. It, they yeah. might throw that character in as, like, a cameo. I could, I can wrap my head around that. But there's no fucking way they're casting a new Reed Richards and putting him in this movie. And there's also no fucking way that if they're going to reboot all the X-Men that they're going to take 90-year-old Patrick Stewart.
1: Yeah, that and dude's just, old now.
0: Like, I don't know. I, I I really don't buy it. and I know the, uh, whatever, it's not concept art, but whatever, the thing that's, like, floating around. Oh, yeah, that, like, visualization
1: thing. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is, like, I just don't believe it. I just don't buy it.
1: Yeah, I would definitely take this with several grains of salt. Um, I'm also, the more I think, like, the Illuminati, let's see, you don't have T'Challa, you don't have Tony, mm-hmm. you don't have Cap. You don't have Namor uh, yet. Yeah, Namor should be showing up in Wakanda forever, but that comes out after this movie. Yep. Um, and so yeah, it's like you don't have any of the the main players. You don't have Black Bolt. Who is in the Illuminati in this universe? Cuz you don't have too many people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I call bullshit on that. What's his name? My Time to Shine Hero. Or uh, My Time to Shine Hello. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but we'll see. Yeah. It would be crazy if uh, they somehow appeared. And and I'm, I'm really excited to start seeing some fantastic four stuff though. Same. I don't think we'll see that movie for what, like until 2023, 2024 at the earliest. Yeah, Most likely. Uh, so maybe by the 2030s, Eric will get his X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll Sometime see. Sometime around there. So we'll see. All right. Enough of that guy. Um, Let's talk about Michael Keaton.
0: Hmm.
1: Dude is, is apparently just making a comeback because he just got listed as part of the cast for the upcoming Batgirl movie. Oh. Um, so Sick. I guess they started shooting the Batgirl movie last month and Warner Brothers has shared out an updated cast list and a brief synopsis of the film, um, which lists Michael Keaton's Batman Uh, as part of the movie. So he's going to first appear in The Flash, uh, which would kind of set up some events in Batgirl. Uh, Let me see if I got the... I don't know if I have the little synopsis here, but I don't think they included it. But nonetheless, it seems like uh, Michael Keaton is really going to uh, be playing a significant role in the DC universe going forward because they can't figure out who to make Batman anymore. (laughs) Um, and they keep switching it but i hope robert pattinson's batman does well so
0: agreed that movie seems insane um michael keaton's cool i'm i mean good for him i'm sure these movies will be fun but i'm not sure they'll be good
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean I'm, i'm interested to watch i always liked michael keaton's batman i thought it was it was fun yeah um so I, I really like even if the movies aren't super great, I always like when when characters get revisited because I usually feel like it it elevates what the previous movie was and it always makes it fun to see like the character again in a new movie. So it's kind of works both ways.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I almost feel like older Michael Keaton is like a better version of Bruce Wayne than younger Michael Keaton.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. It yeah, the age really helps.
0: Yeah, it and, really um, gives me those Batman Beyond vibes. I was just about to say that. I was like, <laughs> anything that
1: can give us anything close to Batman Beyond is yeah,
0: fun. Yeah, hell yeah. All right,
1: let's jump. <laughs> over. We're going to talk about Hawkeye a little bit before we actually jump into the Hawkeye discussion. Okay. Um, Wait, do
0: you have any other news besides Hawkeye news? I, I nope. do have. Okay, I do have one thing. All right, go for it. Um. Uh, so there's, uh, not a leak, but there's, like, a promo image released for Book of Boba Fett that features a new character, never-before-seen... Actually, two new characters, two never-before-seen characters. Um, and if you see these images, I thought... I really thought they were fake. Um, really? Yeah, it's, uh... it's a, It's a woman... Who looks? Who is dressed like a nineteen seventies like punk rocker, and is driving a speeder bike that looks like a nineteen seventies like turquoise blue motorcycle, but it's a speeder bike. And then kind to find
1: this picture right
0: now. And then see. there's there's also a guy who is in a similar kind of like just normal Earth, 1960s, 1970s, like motorcycle, but his is red. And the theory is, and if this is true, oh, they're gonna have to win me over. The theory is that is a new and improved canonical version of the character Mara Jade, who, if you know anything about the expanded universe of Star Wars, that's Luke Skywalker's wife and the mother of his children. What? Um, yeah, so there's no confirmation that this is Mara Jade, but for some reason, the internet seems convinced that this is a new Mara Jade. So if that's true, I guess cool that the character's becoming canonical, but wow, does it look weird? And oh, and then again, for nobody's going to know what I'm talking about here, but that people are assuming if that's Mara Jade, they're assuming the guy's talent card, um, who is like her, like captain? Hmm. Um, but and that would certainly be an interesting choice. But oh my god, I hate the speeder bike so much! It looks ridiculous. Can you uh, you need to chat me this
1: link here? I gotta see this now.
0: Yeah, yes. it's uh. Hopefully, I can find it again. I probably just Let's found see. it on Reddit Star Wars leaks. The okay, uh on. the subreddit see. Star Wars leaks. And I gotta see this.
1: Alright, Wild Rumors of the Week.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. unsure. I might have to send it to you later, because I don't even remember... Uh... Oh, no, maybe maybe I just saw it on Twitter, actually. Book of Boba Fett. I'm just going to search Speeder Bike. Speed yeah, 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 yeah. Bike. Just search Book of Boba Fett Speeder Bike, and it'll come up. It says, uh trailer introduces mysterious new Star Wars character. She just looks like she like loves grunge. Right. Oh, what the heck, dude! And <laughs> that's 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 Luke Skywalker's wife. I mean, potentially. What? There's no. I don't understand why people seem convinced that's Mara Jade. Uh,
1: he it looks like he picked her up at like uh, like an emo club at Tatooine University, right?
0: And I yeah. also don't I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on the timeline, but I don't even know if it works out to where it would even make sense if this version would be Luke's wife. Uh um, yeah. but we'll we'll see, I guess. It might not he even was, be Mara uh, Jade at all.
1: She's nowhere to be seen uh when he was sucking on that uh blue milk. Blue on milk. Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh capiche? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty the that, yeah. That, mm
0: yeah all right yeah and and it's so the unfortunately the photo shown in the article we just looked at does not show the bike in all its glory and the bike looks fucking dumb oh
1: it shows like more when you uh okay yeah <laughs> it looks so, really I I look really images. fucking
0: dumb <laughs> sheesh
1: capiche, dude
0: <laughs> yeah wild shit yeah but... I mean
1: like yeah in this picture it just looks like she's riding like a Harley
0: yeah hmm
1: yeah, so we'll
0: see. That has that has shaken my uh my faith a little bit, a little bit.
1: Oh, I think I found like the picture with the bike in it. But wow. Well, happened? call call me excited. I'm really uh really hyped <laughs> on this show.
0: Yeah, I mean I am. I am. I'll watch it for sure. But
1: Oh my god, it's bright blue. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, it's like turquoise.
1: It's like, okay, in the picture they showed on the other site, like the color grading of everything looks like it fits in the in the same picture. (laughs) Then Once they show the bike, it looks like the bike is from uh, like the fifth element or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it has like why why does it have like 17 rear view mirrors on it?
0: (laughs) That's such a great question,
1: dude. What (laughs) on earth?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely everybody needs to look up this uh, this bike. It's it's wild. And I guess get hyped. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, we're really doing it for the hype right now. (laughs) Working hard to keep the hype flowing. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. I basically I basically just wait for you
0: to tell me something's really good. Then I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know if it's if it's good or not for sure. I'm sure it will be good. Like I'd be shocked if it's not at least pretty good. I would hope so. I mean, it's fucking Boba
1: Fat. Yeah, did, you yeah. know, for sure. Don't fuck it up. All right. A couple little Hawkeye tidbits before we jump into the episode. Yes, there was some questions uh, to Hawkeye director Reese Thomas about possible season two plans of the show when he was speaking with collider and of course he just dodged all the questions he said i cannot speak to future plans in the tradition of secrecy again the show is coming out you never know how it's going to be received and it has been amazing to see how warmly people have taken it and enjoyed it it's been great to see haley's character embraced and sort of land so firmly in the mcu i sincerely look forward to where that character goes next and yes i loved walking on the streets of the mcu and would gladly enjoy doing it again so sounds like he's open to coming back or doing something else. But yeah, knows, you know, the big thing with the MCU shows on Disney Plus, some of them are going to come back for season two, like Loki and then other ones are just kind of one and done. And uh, it's not always quite clear which ones will have more seasons and which ones won't. I kind of like having just mini series personally. Um, but uh, hey, if the quality keeps up, who cares? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I would almost say even if they do a second season of like Hawkeye or any show, I would argue they still are just mini series. because it's like if they do a Hawkeye season two, is it really going to be a season two or is it just going to be like the next Hawkeye miniseries? Like, is it? I don't know. I'd be I I'd be surprised if it was like super connected. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a sequel to a movie. Yeah. It's a different story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I'm all I'm all for that. That's for sure. The way they're doing it really is kind of like unique. And um, I think because of the way they're doing it, like they're doing these like six episodes things. So they're not like huge commitments. And I wonder if that's making the uh, like the bigger. I don't know. It's like less. It used to be more like movie versus TV actors and like movie was a little more prestigious i don't know if it's really like that anymore but if it is i'm the sure gap th- is definitely a lot smaller if yes there is one. totally totally but it, but if there is one i think disney's technique of like look you're not gonna be it's only six episodes like we're not gonna need you for the fucking year um and they've all been very high quality so i think that's probably helping them get the talent excited about it in the first place which is yeah. uh which is great because i feel like n- it's it's so crazy to have these huge like the biggest blockbuster movie series in the world ever of all time and you're s- able to convince these characters like hey do you want to also do a tv show like that seems unthinkable like until very recently yeah you know
1: i was i was interesting i saw some people talking online they're like the disney plus shows don't feel like television and uh, yeah you know part of me i'm like yeah but who cares yeah right you know like do we really need it to feel like television yeah at the end of the day it's really just like the medium in which it's released and you know how long it is totally and so you know if it's good who cares i don't need it i don't need like a 22 episode week by week show that like you know they were made that way because of how they were released right um and it was it was made that way so that they could like you know have a bunch of ads and and shit to pay for them but like this is different you know we're moving we're moving to a new era of how things are shot and and i think it's working
0: for them quite well like you were saying you know it's, 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 it's great god damn it i have to apologize to the listeners i've had you coming through my speakers for the entire 25 minutes so far so awesome <laughs> oh fuck there might be some bleeds sorry everybody i just fixed it no one will ever know oh god just you
1: and you'll lose sleep at night for it. i hate
0: that so much (laughs) oh my god this fucking interface hey if you want to do podcasts if you want to do music the apogee duet and the apogee quartet are amazing best of the best if you want to do podcasts bottom of the barrel garbage Don't fucking use them. I don't get it. It never, ever, 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 ever works correctly, ever. Not once, ever. No, maybe one single time. I think one time it worked correctly. And the other probably hundred podcasts we've recorded over the years where I've used this device, uh, 99 times it has not worked. It's fucking infuriating. Anyways, that's my- uh, Everyone
1: with their- their $30 snowball USB microphones are really confused by all the. Yeah.
0: They never right <laughs> have this issue. Probably just stick with your snowball mics. I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Getting meta. Yeah.
1: About audio engineering. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about Eric's favorite thing before we jump into the episode. And that's Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> And uh, I like
0: Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. great. Um, he was speaking with Entertainment Weekly, and I think he might have let something slip a little bit, but it's not something too shocking um, in that it's, this is not his only thing that he will be in. So this is uh, what Vincent D'Onofrio said about the cancellation of Daredevil's show on Netflix. He said, I was surprised. I had held out hope that Daredevil would somehow survive even after we stopped, but that ended quickly. But I always always kept supporting the fans and their excitement about Daredevil and also their excitement about my character. But, you know, I never really thought it was going to happen. So it was obviously a a pleasant surprise that Hawkeye was one of the things that Kevin wanted me to do. It's amazing. Um, So we'll definitely be seeing Kingpin again. The question is where? Most likely Echo, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um...
1: Makes the most sense. Maybe she hulk but i would expect echo to come first
0: yeah echo for sure um i hope daredevil gets a gets a movie this time around
1: that would be pretty sweet
0: yeah and maybe king mm, yeah i don't know i don't think he will though
1: if i had to put my money on i think he'll get a show yeah well just like moon knight's getting a show you know it's like yeah
0: true but i don't know but i mean daredevil's way more high profile than moon knight
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, hey, you need an excuse to play Evanescence in the MCU, right?
0: Oh my god, they better. Wake me, up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Um, just uh, a quick mini recommendation. If you uh if you love Evanescence, uh go search Goofy sings Evanescence Bring Me To Life on YouTube. <laughs> And it is a perfect cover of that song, only goofy from obviously Disney Canon is singing, so
0: <laughs> that's fucking great.
1: amazing <laughs> amazing, amazing. Oh um and uh this kind of bleeds into our Hawkeye conversation, but continuing to talk uh about his new appearance as Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio spoke with TV line, and there were some people that were questioning why he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt mm-hmm. um, in, in the episode. And so the site asked him where the inspiration came from, his unique appearance in the finale. Um, and, of course, it came from the graphic novel Spider-Man Family Business. And this is Indeed. what what uh, Vincent D'Onofrio said he said I, I may have told you this before but the screensaver on my computer is that family business cover of him in that shirt it has been for several years and yeah that is something that I brought to the table for Hawkeye so it sounds like it was actually his suggestion that he wear the red and white oh, Hawaiian shirt
0: oh boy they should not let actors make suggestions like that that bothered you that much some huh? wardrobes should stay in the comics that is definitely, I, always, I hated it. And the more time, hated it, the huh? more time I spend away from the episode, the more I fucking hate it. Oh, man. Like, it's not getting better. It's getting much, much worse.
1: <laughs> well, now's, now's the perfect time as any. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. <laughs> Hawkeye season finale, episode six. So this is Christmas. Yeah. Let's jump right into it. Um, (laughs) where do we start here? (laughs) Um, Eleanor is meeting with Kingpin. We basically see the meeting that happens that we saw a picture of in the previous episode. And she basically, she's basically like breaking off their business partnership because she's concerned about her daughter. Is that a fair characterization, you think?
0: Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, probably. I kind of read it as more she's concerned about herself. But yeah, I I'm she probably yeah. is concerned about her daughter.
1: She's a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean she, she she's killed not great, yeah. She killed um what is that guy's name? Armand. Armand. I was I knew it started with an A. <laughs> she killed Armand. She threw Jack under the bus um uh, and basically framed him for running Sloan Limited um and she's like i played along so far now now i'm i'm leaving and kingpin's basically like this isn't a business you just leave yeah you you don't get to just leave and and be done um and so super dangerous shit um clint and kate watch a recording of this meeting um in which they learn obviously that she killed armand and framed jack duquesne um and so this kind of like sets up the drama there of Obviously, she's in danger now. She's the big bad guy that we learn. And and Jack was just a red herring the entire time, which is perfect.
0: Yes. And I would like to say I called that from the very beginning. Jack is the man. I love it. I love him.
1: And I think he's great. Yes. Um, Perfect casting. Love love his character. Yes. So uh, it's Christmas Eve. Clint and Kate are attending Eleanor's holiday party. Kate confronts her mom and her mom basically is like your dad owed all this money to Kingpin and i'm still not sure if she's just using him as a scapegoat again too she seems kind of shitty yeah um and so that's why eleanor worked with him um at this point in this holiday party uh kazi is like he has like a sniper like across in another building and he's attempting to assassinate eleanor based on kingpin's orders you know is basically just a killer um but he ends up targeting clint instead um and so at this point you got like clint you got kate in the in the building and then he has all the larpers like grills and all of them uh kind of you know in that building and and they all start evacuating all these rich fancy fuck people yeah the
0: i like how they're all like in disguise at first basically <laughs> they're like yeah. busboys boys and shit
1: <laughs> right yeah they're all wearing like these fancy tuxes and things and so they're they're like their whole team and as they start evacuating people they're like yeah we're basically avengers you know they they change into their larp costumes um it's worth noting that jack duquesne recently uh bailed out from jail uh mm-hmm. for supposedly stabbing and killing Armand is wearing a sword. Yeah, which I was like, "That's I, I, why don't why don't more people wear swords?" Yeah, they they really should. They really because that would be an amazing society to live in. Actually, probably not more stab wounds, um, but <laughs>
0: well, and that that fact prompted Clint to drop a weird flex. But sure, yeah, <laughs> which which did make me laugh.
1: Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, I should.
0: Let me clarify before we get too far. I loved every part of this episode, except for any part Kingpin was a part of.
1: Right, I think I think right. the
0: rest of the episode was amazing. I was a big fan. So you love the original episode before they added all the reshoots, basically. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Because <laughs> from looking
1: at this episode, I think a lot of it was reshot and a lot of the Kingpin stuff was added in. Yeah. After the original drafts and stuff, that's that's my assumption. Yeah, they should have left that on the uh, cutting room floor. Um, and so basically, I think at this point, you know, the climax of this episode, the battle, I guess, is really just the tracksuit mafia is coming to attack this party at this building, which is like right at Rockefeller Center, apparently. And uh, you just have to assume, like this. I saw some people complaining. This like show is definitely more fun even though there's like battles and stuff uh, because they're like, where are the NYPD at? And it's just like, you know, you just have to let it go. You really just have to like, let it go. Even though like the NYPD would be all over that place in like a second.
0: Well, Um, I saw a very uh, decent theory that the Kingpin probably owns the NYPD. He probably was just like, Hey, stay away. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. I feel like that's very, uh, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Stay away from here. I'm doing business. Yeah,
0: because you know. yeah, the NYPD is like notoriously corrupt in real life. So like why would they not be corrupt in Marvel Universe with characters such as the Kingpin? Running yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah. I'll take it. But um Hey, before we before we move on, uh mm-hmm. there's a there's a line that made me laugh really hard. Jack Duquesne is talking to a small little child. And the kid, <laughs> the kid is giving him shit for some reason. I don't remember what he he blames him for killing Armand. Oh, whoa. For real. Okay. Yeah. Isn't Remember,
1: that's like the little Armand kid from the first. Okay. Episode. Okay.
0: Hey, I just wrote down. I just took a note. Jack's response is, do you remember when you peed your pants in the Hamptons? I do. Everybody does.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Dude.
0: So good. So fucking good.
1: Goals there for speaking <laughs> to children in the future. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> okay,
1: so... um, Basically, I'm trying to think. The tracksuit mafia starts attacking, and everyone's trying to kill Clint and Kate and all these people. And so the little LARPer Avengers are out trying to help people, and then Jack... Jack just starts sword fighting all the tracksuit mafia <laughs> yeah. and just taking dudes out with like the biggest smile on his face ever
0: and it's oh, amazing god he's the best i think he even says something like okay jack this is your time <laughs> like, yeah something like that and, like all these tracks
1: you guys are running at him mean, he's just like stabbing people <laughs> left and right like it's no big deal
0: oh god
1: favorite new character in the mcu for me yeah
0: yeah i mean just he's gotta say he's truly amazing um also i don't remember when they switch into their like larping suits but grills in particular is actually pretty sick i thought i'm
1: trying to remember what it was i can't quite
0: remember it's just like kind of like a ninja like a medieval kind of ninja looking vague thing but like it looked i thought really sick i thought it looked really good the other ones look good too but i thought grills in particular looked really solid grills like those ninja suits man yeah Big time. Really liked the ninja suits. That was a great character uh, too. He was not around a lot, but I really liked girls.
1: Yeah, no, he was actually pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, so it's kind of hard to. I'm trying to walk through all the all the parts of this this battle. At one point, Clint gets stuck in the what, the Rockefeller Center tree. Yep, yep. Uh, and and the deepest cut ever. There was a little baby owl that was rescued from the Rockefeller center tree in New York. And it made a, an appearance in this episode. And I co- totally forgot about that news story, but like Clint gets stuck in the tree and this little baby owl staring at him. <laughs> um, and I was like, that's so weird. Uh, but obviously at the end, the owl joke kind of pays off because Clint uses a pim arrow on the tracksuit mafia truck and turns it really small and then Kate's like, what do we do with him now? And he's like, I don't know. i have to talk to Scott about it or whatever. Yep. And, and then the owl swoops down and then picks up this little shrunken van and just flies away with it. So those guys had a gruesome death by baby owl.
0: Yeah, that was just one of dozens of brutal murders in this episode. Do we want to go through some of the trick arrows and talk about how crazy the murders are hit me with it my friend hit me with the it. craziest one to me by far is there's one that basically you shoot it at the ground in front of someone and it spins and throws nails dude that was my favorite one what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> is that's the craziest shit
1: dude amazing that
0: is nuts like that that really like shocked me because also, and I'm I am taking this from another video I saw, but I'm sh- I'm pretty confident it's correct. I'm pretty sure shit like that is like a real war crime, like in real life. Like that's so brutal and fucked up. <laughs> like you're not allowed to do that in any context, like even in oh war. Just like they just drop it in like basically a kids show, just shredding people with nails. That was fucking insane. <laughs> then there was one very quick, but I loved it. There's one that basically turned into a drone. So he, so they shot the guy's leg, and it wrapped around the leg and was a drone and just started flying this guy straight <laughs> up into the fucking air.
1: <laughs> and he eventually just drops yeah. to his death.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's fucking crazy. They killed so many tracksuit mafia guys. And then, the, uh, like you said, the owl, that's brutal.
1: Yeah, that one was the most brutal to me. I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" Dude, um, you know what? I I actually kind of like it though because, it's like, you know what? I absolutely hate in a superhero show, and this happens in in Batman all the fucking time where he's like, "I can't kill anybody." Yeah, but he clearly still does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like so. Then you just let the villain survive and kill like hundreds of more people. Yeah, is basically all you do. Yep. And so it's like, listen, you know, people. Uh, you know, sometimes people get. A little worried when too many people are dying, but I'm like, these guys are just like pieces of shit trying to kill innocent people. So just kill yeah, them. Yeah, no, fine. I'm pro. You know?
0: I'm I'm pro killing tracksuit Mafia. I just thought it was crazy how violent. Yeah, it, <laughs> like particularly some of those, the spinning yeah. nail one. I was like, holy shit, that is the rough. context of
1: them playing it as a fun thing, as a nail is getting shot in circles at people. Yes. is
0: pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought. I think I. For some reason, just my brain likened it to like it was like sounded and was shot like a Stuart Little movie or something. But it was just violent murders. (laughs) What it reminded me of
1: was was Home Alone. We just (laughs) recently watched Home Alone. Those guys would have been dead like seven times. Yes, for sure. You know? But it's just like, because it's played as jokes, you know, <laughs> he like shoots him point blank with a BB gun, gets hit with a full, <laughs> you know, a full can of paint. He steps barefoot on a nail, you know, oh. there's like a like a basically like a flamethrower that hits his head. You know, it's like all these things are terrible, but they're still walking around. Yeah. Um. So I kind of took it. Yeah, it's probably like an homage to a few of those movies like that um, where it's this crazy shit happening. But Lots of fun. I loved it. I wanted to keep seeing Trick Arrows because that's what makes that Hawkeye comic
0: fun. Yeah, there were there were a, a bunch of great ones in this series, I feel. They did have like a little montage where they were building them in this that was this episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was a uh that was a that was a cool montage. It was nice that um this episode kind of even more finalized. It's like I think Clint said something really nice to Kate of like, yeah, like we're he, he's like
1: you're my partner. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, gave dude. I started that. crying when he said yeah. that.
1: He like looked at her and
0: he's like, "You're my partner. Yeah, and we're gonna do this." And I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing." Yeah. And then there's a scene. I don't. Uh, I, I I mean, I feel like most of this scene was, or most of this episode was like a battle, basically. But at some right at some point during the battle, there's a really funny moment where I think it's uh Kate and Yelena are like fighting their way through this office building. And um and at some point Kate uh she, I think she voluntarily jumps out the window and and Clint is in a window like a couple stories below her. And oh yeah, and there's yeah. just a very quick shot, like one or two seconds of so Kate jumps out the window and she's just like falling, and then you see the angle like from Clint's room and you just see her fucking fly past this window like she's really dropping is that made me laugh a lot i like that (laughs) dude
1: there was there was so many like really good little chase scenes there with you had you had kate and yelena fighting each other during that scene while clint is trying to fight all the tracksuit guys and get out of the building (laughs) and like they just keep beating the shit out of each other but then like they're friends and so they're like oh that was like a good one you know um (laughs) That kind of stuff. And so there there are so many good little fights in this episode, which is great. Yeah, Um, I think at some point here, Maya Lopez knocks out Kazi. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Kate is looking around for her mother while Clint is basically fighting Yelena. And Yelena, like, confronts Clint and basically is just like, you killed my sister. And then he's trying to reason with her and be like no like she sacrificed herself and she's like well you should have stopped her and he's like she was better than me I thought the fight was pretty good um and I think what really turns things around is like he whistles out like the little sound that um, yeah Elena and Natasha used to whistle to each other um and then at some point she just is like okay you're cool with me and then despairs him and leaves, basically.
0: Yeah, I liked the fight. I wasn't crazy about the whistle. It felt a little Martha ish to me. Like, why did you say yes. that name? <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, that was a question on Jeopardy a couple days ago. What? It was like, there was a question, it was like, what name did two superheroes share <laughs> oh, in a movie? And I was, I literally, you know, we watched Jeopardy at night before bed. Uh, uh, just like recordings of it a couple couple weeks behind And I was just like, Martha <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's the answer to the question um, That's But yeah, straight. it did feel a little bit Like, I didn't feel like the groundwork was necessarily there
0: Yeah, but also I felt like Yelena was Elena's clearly smart enough to understand There's no reason that she needs to be doing this anyways So like, she should have chilled out Before he did the whistle in the first place in my opinion, yeah. I mean, she
1: <laughs> she knew that her mom was was paying her some like yeah. piece of shit, and so it's just like, I don't know. Like, there's a there's a pretty pretty clear history. Like, Clint didn't kill Natasha so that he could she could join Shield. They've been friends forever. Like, why would you be killing him? Yeah, right. It doesn't really make too much logical sense to me. I mean, obviously she's upset, but still, she's smarter than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so, that, that, so that the way that wrapped up was weird, but like everything is just like the very I liked everything else about it. I thought it was solid. Right. So
1: let's let's get into it. We basically have a final battle, uh, which is King Kingpin is trying to stop Eleanor from escaping and then Kate arrives and then there's a battle between Kate and Kingpin
0: mm yeah
1: so i don't know this didn't really bother me i was excited to see kingpin um i like that like she shot him with an arrow and it like didn't do anything because he's literally just a gigantic massive body yeah um so that didn't bother me at all the shirt didn't really bother me at all though i thought it was a choice you know um but yeah watching king kingpin fight kate i was like man she's gonna fucking die because this dude is crazy um but yeah i mean like eleanor drives her car into him he rips off a car door yeah he didn't slam anyone with a car door He just rips off a car yes. door um but the fight kind of continues for a while and eventually he gets in- uh, incapacitated uh with um some of the trick arrows that kate had um and you know he's basically laying unconscious Kate's mom gets arrested by the police for Armand's murder. And then she tries to, like, guilt Kate about it. It's like, fuck you, yeah. lady. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is this me? what heroes do?
0: They arrest their moms on Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, man. Shut up. Talk about projection. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, you murdered a man with a sword <laughs> because he knew you were full of shit. Yeah. Somehow this is your daughter's from. Yeah, I, I arrest people who murder their own family on Christmas. <laughs> If one of my family members murdered someone, I would, I would turn them in too. That's crazy. Yeah, well, depends I don't on them who. Want to murder me? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I might help him bury the true. body. There's several people. Well, I probably shut up. Um, but yeah, there's always the the list of acceptable yeah. people. <laughs> Good point. Moving on from that though, um, they they basically cut back to where Kingpin's body was, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kingpin is kind of looking pretty rough. He's like walking down an alley somewhere and he's confronted by Maya. And he's like, I-, I don't know, Eric, you got a good Kingpin uh, kind of voice. You got any? No, there? I
0: try. I actually tried. I was going to do one uh for the intro, but I, I don't yet. I'll keep working. On I can't,
1: it. I can't quite capture it either. He's Maya. It's, it always turns into like Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has like that gravel, but he basically is trying to be like, I'm so glad to see you, whatever. But then she just points a gun at his face, and then the camera kind of pans up, and then you hear a shot. Yeah,
0: classic, classic uh, warning sign that he obviously did not die because we did not see the bullet. And it goes
1: back to the comics where he gets shot in the face, and he goes blind. Briefly, yeah. Briefly, yeah. He, He gets those fancy super medicalized back or something I don't yeah. <laughs> know. Yeah. Everything in the comics it's like, "Oh man, that's crazy." And then they're like, "And we undid." Yep. <laughs> um, but that's just the way it works. So. Um, and basically the episode ends how you'd expect it with Clint returning to his family on Christmas Day and they bring Kate and Lucky the dog who they finally named um and they celebrate Christmas together. There's a little twist. Uh Clint returns the uh the fancy watch yeah, the Rolex. Rolex to his wife Laura, and on the back of it, well, he says, like, take better care of your stuff. Um, and she's like, Yeah, says the guy with the Ronin suit. Um, but on the back of this Rolex watch, um there's a SHIELD logo and it says number 19 on it. Mm. And Agent 19 from the comics refers to Barbara Morse, aka Mockingbird, the famous wife of Clint Barton in the comics. Wait,
0: is it Barbara? I thought it was Bobby, or is Bobby short for Barbara?
1: Bobby is her nickname. Oh, interesting. But yeah, she goes by Bobby Morse, but her full name is Barbara. Um, I mean, all those old characters are like they had to name <laughs> yeah. them old people name Barbara because that was popular back then. True, uh, but yeah, basically the idea there is that Laura was once Mockingbird, and she was an agent of Shield, and and now longer no longer is. Um, but yeah, a little interesting tidbit there that uh, might upset some Agent of Shield fans.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, you're just gonna have to get over it because this was a great twist <laughs> was, yeah what do you think of that did you yeah, like it? i did like it i did like it it makes sense because uh laura first of all the actress's name is escaping me but uh linda cardellini yep 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 so she's fucking great first of all and i love that I love when characters I don't like when characters whole thing is like they're just another character's spouse. That's
1: mm, yeah. even if yeah, they're I even agree. if
0: they're great, which which she was. But like I, I feel like this just makes her more of like a real character in the universe. It absolutely makes sense. The fact that she's so like open with Clint. Like she's very much approves of the spy game and always has and now it makes sense why because she was one um
1: yeah i mean she was talking like a spy in in previous episodes yep yep. and that was pretty sweet
0: even even the fact even before this show the fact that she like would agree to basically live in hiding in in like a cottage right it's like
1: yeah in like the middle of nowhere like it
0: makes sense that she would understand the need for that when like a civilian might not be so cool about it
1: yeah yeah and i I think that's what these these marvel disney plus shows do really well is like she was just a character that was in briefly in endgame but mostly just in age of ultron right and obviously you don't have time to like really you know get all the details out in movies like that and so it's just like just little tiny bits that just like make her character much more interesting and, and more three-dimensional, yeah. which is great. And so, yeah, I really like that. Um,
0: also, it might not be, like people who are mad about agents of shield, Laura, that doesn't necessarily mean she's Bobby Morse. Like there can be, there can be multiple agent 19s. There can be multiple mockingbirds. There can be like, all of this can coexist if you're like really upset about it, but guess what? It's probably never even going to come up again. So like, it doesn't matter. Right.
1: <laughs> yep, well, I I just I find it I always find it very enjoyable to like sit and watch the arguments online because they're like how like Agents of Shield and Daredevil can still be canon after that? and it's like why do we have to work so hard to like you can just enjoy it it's okay yeah. you can just say in your if you choose you can say in your head Agents of Shield is still canon and it's gonna be okay yeah <laughs> this is just this is just me letting everyone out there know. If that's what you want, you can just say it, and then that's okay. Yeah, even,
0: even... Even if it's completely not true. Even if it's a weird punk rock Mara Jade on a Harley Davidson speeder.
1: Well, let's not go too far.
0: <laughs> it let's not it will be far. okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, just enjoy it and, and sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah, true. But yeah, I don't know. The Kingpin thing didn't really bother me i was just more shocked that we were jumping into the kingpin getting shot in the face within his first episode of being back in the mcu
0: yeah um i hated everything with the kingpin in this episode as i said i hated it a lot the more i think about it the more i hate it um But I do understand, so from I've never read any comics with Echo, but from what I understand, basically her origin is exactly that. She's Kingpin. So so I do get that. But what I don't get is why are you doing a backdoor pilot for a show that's already fucking greenlit in another show that only has six episodes to tell its story? That's what doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Maya did turn
1: very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's like why did you shoehorn this extra shit into this show? Didn't need to be there. uh The show would have been better without it. I think. Uh, yeah, there was a
1: lot. I think like you choose yelena or you choose the Kingpin angle. You know. Not, agreed. Not both. Yeah. Agreed. Um, agreed. That being said, I still enjoyed the the hell out of this show quite a bit. Much, much, oh, yes, much same. more than In- Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Oh, not even close. Um, yeah.
1: And so it's like, yeah. At this point, I'm definitely nitpicking. You didn't like the pimp cane, isn't that right?
0: I no, I fucking hated it. So, oh, so first of all, I I want to bring up the fact, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio gave an interview where, and people are using this as 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 like proof. And I actually saw this way before um, your brother texted us. Yeah, in the group same, chat. same. And and I and I had the exact same thought immediately. Where someone asked Vincent D'Onofrio, like, is this the same Kingpin as in Daredevil? And Vincent D'Onofrio. Being an actor who doesn't know shit about anything. Right. And and said, yes, it's the same. Here's the thing. It's obviously fucking not. Right. Like, obviously. There's no way it's the same. There's no way. This Kingpin's ripping off doors and taking bullets to the chest. Yep. like, And that's what Kingpin
1: should be, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but just not wearing weird Hawaiian shirts with top hats and pimp canes.
1: Oh, I don't care about that, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: and also the fact that. He does have uh, a Dare pimp Devil... cane
1: a whole bunch, by the way, in the comics.
0: Yeah, totally. But n- not just the way I just hated the whole get up. He was like very weird, like it even had neck, it... neckbeard 4chan vibes. The cane, like... he
1: had the diamonds top to it, right?
0: I, I mean, probably I, uh, I didn't. know It's notice. like
1: extreme. Like his cane was extremely comic accurate. I'll give them. Yeah. That. Whether you liked it or not, it's yeah. It's very old school. Like pimp cane with a gigantic diamond on top. Very yeah. white pimpish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I just it doesn't even look kind of good. The the daredevil version of that character would would never have worn this ever. No, no, ever. So just based on wardrobe alone, it's a different char- character. But the fact that he's like basically super powered now also is uh proves he is different. But I think the point is is actors don't know anything really about the universes. There, most of them don't know anything about like the overall universes. So like when people, he didn't understand. <laughs> the weight to that question that he asked yeah but i mean this is
1: like this is a problem though now with like you have all these little quote-unquote internet magazines and things they're always constantly trying to trap actors into like saying things it's like you're asking the wrong people man they don't fucking know
0: yeah 100 i i i want to maybe i i was coming off as like Vincent, it's all his fault. It's not Vincent D'Onofrio's no, fault no, at yeah. all. He's he's great. He's doing exactly what he needs to be doing. It's, um, but like, he shouldn't be expected to know these things. Right. Why would you? Yeah. It's like, but all it's, the magazine
1: people, they, they, they act like they should. And then they're like, yeah, well, they're I got like, my
0: scoop. Boom. Exactly. It's like everybody who's listening to podcasts like this one would know because we're all the nerdiest of the nerdy. Right. Like, <laughs> it's not his job to know it's his job to portray that character however he wants and make it good. And uh, yeah, but so, so, so that's, it's clearly a variant of the daredevil uh, universe, yeah. which um, makes me think probably Matt Murdoch will be slightly different as well. Um, Dude,
1: I'm, uh, I'm still looking forward oh, to that yellow daredevil costume now.
0: I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to this Daredevil better be able to swing around the city with his billy club. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. They're um, like, oh, this Daredevil series is going to be really grounded, which translates to we don't have enough money to make him do anything cool. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with the Daredevil show on Netflix. I know a lot of people really like it. I think it does a lot of things very well, but man, it... It does a couple things very terribly. I, I I hate so much. I was gonna rewatch it, but then I was like, I have to wait until the last episode of the first season to get his suit.
0: Yeah, to even see the suit. Fuck yeah. that
1: shit. Um, kind of like brought itself back after the third season. But yeah, not seeing Daredevil be like a crazy acrobatic Spider-Man type dude really sucked. Um, I want a little bit stronger, more superpowered Daredevil.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um. And I want Tom Holland to kick the living shit out of this kingpin. Oh, so yeah. Badly, dude. So, so badly.
1: Imagine wearing a Hawaiian shirt and saying you own this city.
0: Dude. <laughs> he's, like, he's so fucking laughable. It was so I could not take him seriously for even
1: a second. I did have some issue with with taking him seriously as like the lead crime boss of New York City and how he was portrayed
0: in this. Yeah, because like he's first of all, he was lame. And second of all, he seemed like he wasn't he was scary for sure, but he seemed like he did not have a very strong grip on his empire.
1: Right. Yeah. All of his goons were just idiots. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see more. I'm just happy he's back. I'm happy a lot of these characters are coming back into the fold. Um, I do have one qualm that I can't stop thinking about and have been thinking about this entire huh. season. Let's hear it. And it's another cliche that I think we've all experienced in life. And it's it revolves around Maya. Okay. I love to hate on a villain character because she would start, she start off as a villain for sure. I love a villain character that is part of a villain organization that hurts. And kills people all the time, right? We can all agree that the tracksuit mafia hurts and kills people, right? They're part of Kingpin's organization. Yeah. Yet the moment someone hurts or kills one of their people, they're like, I must go out on a vendetta because you hurt my people now and I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how many people's dads have you killed, lady? And then she's just going, she's been going crazy for like five years trying to kill Ronan. Because her dad got killed, and I'm like man if if you can't uh if you can't take it, don't be dishing <laughs> it out, man,
0: true, I agree, but I do feel like that's probably very true to life to those people who oh, actually yeah. do do that
1: yeah, oh yeah, I would say in real life that is always the case where it's like people are yeah. constantly dishing shit and then the one moment they have to experience what they do, they're like, mm. yeah <laughs> excuse me I can't believe you do that." <laughs> Yeah, I was I was I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like man this is so stupid because how many people have they killed um but yeah yeah it'll be ridiculous. interesting yeah I'm very surprised
0: that she got her own show yeah I don't know she was good I don't know if she like blew me away yeah um yeah I, I, I would like to see Yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see if she can carry a full series.
1: Yeah, I hope she can. Um, I just I wonder what I wonder what the the story will be. I know like they're definitely trying to get more like female lead characters, which I think is great. And so I think from that perspective, that's great because she's she is disabled in two ways. And she's like a really cool leading female character. And I think she's really interesting in the comics, too. Um, She eventually becomes Ronan.
0: Oh, shit. Okay, I can see. I hope she does that again. That'd be super sick.
1: Yeah. And so I think it'll be really interesting. Um, It's just yeah, it's maybe it's I'm just shocked because there's there's not a Daredevil show yet, you know. Um, But that being said, I think what the MCU has always done really well Is take lesser known, lesser popular characters and make them really interesting. So, um, true, you know,
0: true, very true.
1: Why am I doubting Kevin Feige, you know, uh, (sighs) 13 years after the fact?
0: Did, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna ask you. So I'll ask something different. Sure. Did you enjoy the, uh christmas tree falling over and did you feel like it was an assault on america
1: <laughs> i almost had to turn the tv off i almost had to turn it off it was, it was no i literally you know it's funny i i didn't know you were going to ask me this um but i remember when the tree fell down i literally just audibly outside said oh that's such a pretty tree <laughs> cuz i thought like the lights looked really nice as it was falling yeah. um but yeah, that's all, dude. Man.
0: Oh man, that made me. I'm sure they shot it before the uh, the tree, the Christmas tree being burned down controversy thing that happened uh, a couple weeks ago. But that made me laugh so fucking hard.
1: Can't believe they uh, burned down a Christmas tree. Anyways, it's an I can't assault
0: wait on this beautiful country.
1: Can't wait for our cross burning next week though. <laughs>
0: Oh and that's all you'll get from God. me. Yeah, that's all so that's me. so fucking good. That that made me laugh a lot when uh, when that happened, and I was like, "Oh, Tucker Carlson Listen, people are about to be
1: pissed." <laughs> you can't say there's an assault on Christmas when I go into Meijer and there is literally one one like little uh, one little end of an aisle that is dedicated to Hanukkah stuff. <laughs> One like in the deep corner of the store, there was one. It was just an end cap of just Hanukkah stuff, Christmas. Everyone celebrates Christmas.
0: It's fine. Uh, Well, don't worry, don't worry. Christmas is the real one, so that's why that's why uh, we care. Obviously, Jesus. (laughs) All right. Good thing this is at the end,
1: so that when people shut it off, (laughs) they've already listened to the entire thing. So
0: (laughs) we got you. Listen. Got jokes on you. Got we we just tricked
1: you into listening to socialist propaganda <laughs> for the last <laughs> hour.
0: All right, we ready oh, to rate this so bitch and the overall good. series? Real quick, there's one more thing we need one to One more talk thing. About. Uh-oh. The musical. Oh, I forgot about the after credit scene.
1: <laughs> yes, the after credit scene is just like the full the full song and choreography for I Could Do This All Day.
0: Yep, yep. And uh I did hate it. But but we're supposed to, though,
1: right? It's supposed to be like so bad.
0: It's intentionally cringe. But what I did like is those are like real, like very famous Broadway actors. And I and I missed it in episode one, but I did not for the full performance where I was like, I definitely know that guy's voice. And I fucking did. He's like the main guy from. Yeah, he's. Yeah. yep. (laughs) I was like, no, it's uh, Adam Pascal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was He has a very good, very unique voice. And all the performers were great. Like, I'm not super into musicals, but I appreciate them. I like them. Yeah. But um, so I appreciated what they were going for. And like like you said, it was definitely supposed to be cringe. But God damn, was it cringe? Like, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I was like, oh, my God, that's the dude from Rent. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, he's also in School of Rock. Uh, a couple other things, but uh, yeah, I immediately recognized his voice. I was like, oh, man, I t- I don't know if like maybe it was a different guy in the first episode. I doubt it. It really. Shouldn't.
0: No, it, it was him. It was him. Yeah. I just
1: didn't notice because he's he's a little bit older now than I last remember. He's like in his 50s now. Yeah, like yeah. That. But uh, but he
0: still looks and sounds unreal. Yeah, and I'm a huge <laughs> fan
1: of Rent. I'm not I'm not yeah, same, super same. musical guy. Like you know, I think we're probably on the same page when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. But I love Rent's Rent. Legendary. Yeah, yeah, that shit's so good. There's actually a new, I think Netflix movie about the guy that wrote Rent. It's called Tick Tick yeah, Boom. Yeah, Tick Tick
0: Boom, starring Andrew Garfield, and apparently Andrew Garfield's like amazing in it. I have not watched it yet, but I'm definitely going to.
1: Over under on Andrew Garfield reprising his Spider Man role again.
0: Well, I mean, whatever the number is, I take the over because he 100% will. Yeah. Okay. People are losing their fucking minds. There's no way Sony's going to allow him to not be Spider-Man again at this point.
1: I guess over under on Gwen Stacy coming back as Spider-Gwen in the live action. That's what I would want to see.
0: Yeah, I'm a little less confident on that one, but maybe... Um, I think that one would have more to do with if she wants to do it. I think Andrew Garfield now has no choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I it's think happening. He is, yeah, he will be Spider-Man again. Um, Gwen, I'm not sure. I think that would be cool to see. But I do worry. And, like, obviously, Emma Stone is still incredibly young. But I, j- I just wonder if they're going to do a Spider-Gwen if they want to start it a little younger.
1: Yeah. Um, that would make more no sense.
0: slights towards uh, M. Stone at all. But I just feel like if it was me and I wanted to start, I mean, Spider Gwen has massive potential, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you probably don't want to start that with a 35 year old. I don't know how, that's uh, a complete guess. But, uh, you know, an actor in their 30s. 33. Somebody... Okay, I was pretty close. Um, yeah,
1: once you're 33, you're pretty old.
0: Yeah, like, you're not, but, like, to be starting, yeah, well, first of all, I'm 32, so... I'm just letting you know (laughs) that your
1: time is running out. Get the fuck
0: off of me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, no, it is quickly running out, but, um... Pretty soon
1: you won't be able to start your own your own Spider-Gwen yeah, franchise, your there. own
0: franchise. You won't
1: be able to fit into that latex anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. No, I think it's Spandex. it's one of those things where it's like, if she was Spider-Gwen in the movies, yeah, bring her back for the next 10 years. But, right. like, she wasn't. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably get someone younger just to give them more time to develop a, a real series with that character. You
1: heard it here first. If Eric was a Hollywood producer, he wants someone younger. <laughs> Dude you're already thinking like an old white man
0: uh, oh my god
1: get someone younger
0: <laughs> i feel first of all that's already a great starting rocket to sag. raccoon impression and <laughs> i think it's i think it's crazy that rocket raccoon is like the the new go-to tiktok voice that makes me laugh really hard the first time I heard it, I didn't even make the connection. I was like, who is that? Who is that voice? And why is that a new TikTok voice? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that that was f- a
1: TikTok voice yet.
0: Oh, yeah. It's fucking Bradley Cooper Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. Uh, and it's like the new one. It's no longer the the robot lady. It is Rocket Raccoon on every fucking TikTok. Dude, video. What? And it's uh, it's wild. Well, I hated I that robot that lady. Coming. So I'm
1: fine with that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it actually sounds like pretty impressively natural. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What the whatever magic they use to be able to put, though, like to make those things sound like even kind of natural is amazing.
1: Super yeah. amazing. I mean, hey, we're just the further into our collapse of society. True. It's pretty amazing. I love it.
0: <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> oh, Sorry, man. I just
1: have to balance that out a little bit. Um. Yep guilty of it all though guilty of it all (laughs) all right let's rate this bitch all right hawkeye episode six as we do on the infinity watch podcast we are in our season two finale right now so we're going to rate episode six and we're going to rate hawkeye as a series but we'll start off with episode six we rate our shows movies whatever it is we're watching out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones eric what do you give an episode six
0: I think oh, deep, I, deep breath. I gotta go four. For Damn. This, this was my least favorite episode solely because of Kingpin. I I mean they really they couldn't have dropped the ball any harder. Kingpin
1: for, definitely knocked Kingpin. you down, knocked you down a whole stone, didn't
0: it? It knocked me down two. I probably wow. would have given this a six if not if Kingpin was not in it. All um, right. Because every storyline other than Kingpin, I thought was resolved amazingly. I thought it was a really solid wrap up, except for the clearly shoehorned in backdoor pilot. Do you uh, think he would
1: have liked it if Kingpin showed up? We saw him meeting with his mom and then that was it.
0: Yeah, I think that w- as long as he wasn't wearing that fucking uh, shirt. So even if he yeah. wore the shirt, the shirt
1: is just tanking the whole thing.
0: Well, the shirt was one point either way. All <laughs> right. Shirt, all right. Yeah. But uh, so if, if that was it, I probably would have given it a five and I would have been way less angry. But uh, I hope some costume designers
1: are listening to this right now.
0: Yeah, that was an insane choice. Don't do that again. That was truly insane. Just because a look shows up in the comics doesn't mean it needs to show up in real life. Man, Uh, what
1: are some other comic looks we could add in there? That would be great. I'm sure there's some good ones.
0: Oh, my God. I'm sure there's thousands, literally thousands. All the
1: late 80s and 90s comic costumes would be pretty, pretty wild.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: All right, I'm going to give this episode a five, uh, which right. makes this, I think, only two episodes of which we differed in our scores. I thought it was really yeah. good. It wasn't quite perfect, um, but I think it's still stuck. It's landing pretty well. Um, loved, loved this episode. I thought it was a good ending to the, uh, the whole series, which I very much enjoyed. So I yeah. will jump right over to our entire series score, and I'm going to give this a pretty solid straightforward five uh, for Hawkeye as a series. I just... I thought it was really fun. Um, I don't think I was really like super duper hype on this one before we went into no, it. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being well, it ended up being my third favorite show of the year out of four. But, you know, three out of four were pretty fucking great. Um, but it's still like the, you know, Loki, this and WandaVision. I all just thought were just really fun shows to watch as like we went through it week by week. Um, And I just really enjoyed the journey of it. So solid five for me.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm also going to give this one a very strong five. Um, Yeah, for pretty much the same reasons. I think I would put this is probably my second favorite after Loki. Um, And and again, I didn't I very unexpected. I had very low, not low. I think I just had no expectations for this at all.
1: I think Haley Stein, Steinfeld really uh,
0: knocked it out of the yeah, fucking park. Absolutely, Amazingly her and Elena's appeared,
1: relationship is great, you know,
0: and and while also just making us appreciate Hawkeye a little bit more too. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I but I definitely cannot wait to see Kate Bishop, uh, like in a movie with uh with all the Avengers. That's gonna be yeah. fun, so
1: great, dude. Can, like. Can you imagine just being part of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and just how much that must suck? There, are, there are people that love that show online, and I, I genuinely don't understand.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like what you like, but that's that's not. Well, no, I mean, I guess it just depends if you can like separate because that show had great moments, and if you just focus on the moments and like not the overall show, I could totally see. Like, just the idea of Agent Psycho beheading that guy with the Captain America shield, that alone is nuts. That's a crazy moment. Big fan of that. Um, But yeah, as a show, uh, that's a tough watch. That's one that I will never watch again, for sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same. But man, all the other ones are fucking great. So I'm happy. Yeah, I think that show almost tanked my hype for the whole year. When we were going through it, I was like, "Man, this is not good." Yeah, just not good. Yeah, it was just a misstep. Thankfully, it sure was. And they're like, "Hey, the same people are going to be making the next Captain America movie," and I'm like, "Well, that's great."
0: Yeah, that's that actually does uh, worry me, man. But <laughs> that does worry me quite a bit.
1: All right, we got one more set of recommendations for the year, Eric. What do you got for us?
0: Well, I mean, it should be pretty fucking obvious. Um, If you are even kind of a Matrix fan, you for sure have to watch The Matrix Resurrections, either in theaters or on HBO Max. Um, I've watched it multiple times. If you've seen anything online about it, you will see that people are incredibly split which always uh, is interesting to me. Um, I, th- I, you have not watched it yet, right? No, I have not. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts because. Um, <laughs> more than one person online has compared this movie to The Last Jedi, which is also what? Which is also my favorites of, of the new Star Wars sequels. Just for this, just for the sense that like it's it's way off script. Like you like, if you think you know what this movie's about, you fucking don't. Uh it's it's just one of those, it's like does not follow the formula of the other movies at all. And I think that's what people mean by like it's like the last Jedi of, of the matrix movies. And like the last Jedi, you're probably either going to really love it or really hate it because of that.
1: Maybe I'll um, like it. Cause I've never seen the second two matrix movies.
0: It, you won't understand it. If you've never seen the second yeah. two matrix movies. it was funny. Um, okay. For
1: everyone's context. I asked Eric on uh, texted him. I said, Hey, do I need to watch those two movies to understand this? And he's like, Oh, no, you don't need to. Just go on YouTube and, and Google. <laughs>
0: and I was like, okay, I'll just fucking watch them. I thought, okay, because I thought you had seen them at least once. So no. I was like, if you have vague memories, you'll probably be okay.
1: I got JX shit. I've never, never seen a glimpse of them.
0: Yeah, you, it probably, you will definitely get more out of it. Much more out of it. If you, uh, if you have seen all of the movies, because this is very much, a sequel um there's a lot of commentary in the movie on like reboot culture but it's very much a sequel i would say um there are rebooty elements to it but not really um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get past his hair his
1: hair i don't know i just like, I just. does keanu reeves has long hair in the sequels
0: uh no no, he just he just has like normal that era Keanu Reeves hair.
1: For some reason, I just when I saw the trailer, it just looked like, like listen guys, I can't cut my hair because I'm doing John Wick.
0: Oh no no no, he he fucking cuts his hair for this movie. Oh okay, never mind. All yeah right. yeah yeah, he's right. uh yeah and beard as well. It's like full. <laughs> yeah, he's because as everyone knows uh the matrix takes place in two different worlds um and in in one world sure knew that. most people do not have crazy luxurious hair or beards um and yeah he he certainly does not um so yeah that that was a really interesting i thought the way they got i mean i'm like pretty into the the matrix lore so I, I, and I feel like this movie was specifically made for people like me in mind. to so like, really dig into it. Like, I just really love the explanations of um kind of what the machines have been up to in, in the last however much time has passed. Which mm-hmm. is, a, again, is not what people would think. It's a slight spoiler to even say how much time has passed since the last uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, I see why people might not like it, because it's definitely... But, like, you should have known. It's, like, at the end of the third movie... the Spoiler for a 20-year-old movie. Like, The Matrix changed. It's no longer the same Matrix. So, like, obviously, it wasn't going to be the same Matrix. Like, they deliberately changed it at the end of that movie. Why would they then go back to like the original green looking fucking matrix, they wouldn't. So I think people are mad because it's like not the same enough. Which I would argue I think is a big reason people didn't like The Last Jedi too. It's just like it wasn't what people expected. Um hmm. but I but I I like that in uh I like to be I'm not a big re-watcher. Like, I'm not a big, like, comfort watcher. So I guess maybe that there's something in my, uh, just... I, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, the for me personally, it's, like, the more... I don't want to see the same story twice ever. It's a waste of time. I want to see, like... Me and I you could not be more see, different. Yeah, like, I want to see, like, the craziest, wildest shit. And I feel like, uh, this movie definitely... Maybe not... It's not, like, crazy and wild, but, like... It's very different than what I expected, and and I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, Ma- Matrix Resurrections. Give it a, if you are a Matrix person, you've got to give it a try. It's well, well, well worth a watch.
1: Do we know how long it's on on uh, HBO Max?
0: I think usually thirty days. Matrix, which one is it? Resurrection? Resurrections, yeah. yeah. Uh, so all of them are on HBO Max, but and the trilogy is on there forever presumably um but the resurrection should be on there for probably like another two or three weeks
1: yeah i definitely need to watch that i made the mistake of not watching dune for a second time fast enough and so i watched it the last day yeah i think it was on HBO. i was
0: like shit gotta watch it um
1: so yeah i'll definitely check that out
0: yeah yeah it's um yeah, it's, it's super cool. I, I was a big fan. I really... I don't know if they're going to make any more sequels. People are talking like... Yeah, they always do. Yeah, it's like they're talking like they're obviously setting it up for sequels. And it's like, maybe, but what I hope... You mean like
1: do, every Hollywood movie ever?
0: Right, yeah, right. And it's... uh, uh yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know if I... I'm not even going to say it, but like the movie... I'm sure everybody's seen at this point. People are talking about how meta this movie is. It fucking is. It's the most meta movie I've ever seen by a lot. Mm-hmm. um, it references itself constantly um which is kind of a kind of a head trip at times. but um uh what was my point but i I think my, <laughs> that, you know, I, know. <laughs> I think my point was i I don't know. If they because they reference reboot culture directly in the oh, movie. your
1: point was whether they were going to make more or not, That's what
0: yeah, you're... yeah. And so, I don't know if this is a true reboot for like another sequel, but what I hope it is is I hope they make another uh, like video game because I think Enter the Matrix is like one of the most underrated, most incredible video games ever. The, um, the
1: Animatrix wasn't that like a cartoon?
0: Yeah, that was, like, an... Uh, uh. Actually, the Animatrix was very similar to, like, Star Wars Galaxies. It's, like, a compilation oh, okay. of, like, anime shorts.
1: I remember people um, talking very fondly of that.
0: Yes, super good, super good. Um, But, yeah, with this, they just released, like, an Unreal Engine 5 demo in the world of the Matrix for during the Game Awards just, like, a couple weeks ago, and I'm hoping that means they're working on, like, a real, like new matrix game because the old matrix games were fucking great so that would be awesome yeah, it seems like
1: video games are taking a lot longer to make now
0: yeah yeah but it makes for like those kinds of video games i think it makes sense just because i mean there's so much more that goes into them nowadays they can yeah. be so huge
1: i'm so disconnected from video game culture at this point because i haven't played video games in a little bit yeah uh, so it's I just you know I sound like an old person. Like, Those video games, they used to come out all the
0: time, say. <laughs> yeah, I think for now, like there is, and I won't harp on this for too long, but but I do think there's like a contingent of gamers who have this belief of like, video games aren't what they used to be. And it's like, n- no, they they're, literally they're are. <laughs> they, yeah, they're, they're so much better because it's like, yeah, you get these crazy AAA releases that take like 10 years to make. And it's like, that's, most of the time, that's like a a pretty amazing, you know, prestige experience. But it's like, people act like those are the only games that come out, and it's like, yo- A hundred video games get released a day. What are you talking about? It's like people make me so angry when they're talking about like video games suck now. It's like, no, you suck at searching because anything you want to play already exists a hundred times. You just have to find it. And it's uh, it exists. It definitely exists.
1: People, people, there's, you know, and we're guilty of this, too. But everyone just wants to complain about it. No, True.
0: True. True.
1: But I, the video game, I do know that like video games now, like you have the same problem with movies and TV shows as you do video games where there's too many and you'll never play even a smidgen of yeah. how many are available. So yeah. just find one you like and shut up and have fun.
0: Yeah. And like and and the smidgen that that people find to play, I think people fall into the trap of thinking like, oh, well, this is all video games. It's like, no, man, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. video games is just a storytelling storytelling medium just like anything else um but but i but i would say uh maybe with an an extra dimension as well because sure. you it it's yeah there's like an active element to it but anyways yeah i i got unnecessarily angry at this straw man i built up there yeah <laughs> um but... it's all right that's what we're here for <laughs> true but anyways that's uh that's all i have to say uh play 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 more video games if you want to have have fun uh don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't and watch the matrix resurrections also if you want to see it's, it's a good movie i i say
1: i'm gonna give an extra recommendation based off yours which go watch 2008's film speed racer directed by the same directors of the matrix oh the yeah um, it is a live action version of the anime, uh, show Speed Racer. And it was much, 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 uh, before it's time. Yeah. And it's very good. It's very cheesy and fun. Go watch Speed Racer. But my and true and recommendation. insane. Yes. Yeah. It literally looks like a live action anime, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I got into a new show, which does not happen very often. Oh. Uh, it takes a lot for me to get into a new show, but I started watching a show on Apple TV plus called For All Mankind and it is so good and i'm loving it so far and it's basically the premise when i first started reading about it is like what what would have history been like if the space race continued you know like once oh. we landed on the moon everything kind of ended we haven't been to the moon in like 50 years yeah um and so i'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler for the first episode but you think you're watching like a historical retelling of the the united states you know, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong landing on the moon, the first men to land on the moon. And so you're watching this and they're going to the moon. And then you realize at the very end that the Soviets actually get to the moon first. And that's like the twist at the end of the pilot and how that like affected our society. And then it just kind of keeps building from there. Like the second people from the Soviet Union to land on the moon. They're like, we got the first man on the moon. So then they they have a female cosmonaut that lands on the moon. And so now they've had the first man and woman on the moon. And so like it sparks like a like a, a kind of like a women's liberation movement in the United States to get like women, you know, more active and in like these roles that at that time in our society, like weren't there. And then like all this militarization stuff starts happening, like we need a moon base and all these things and it's basically like an alternate history of what would have happened if the Soviet Union beat us to the moon. And it's just really fucking good. Like, I've been really, really enjoying it. So if you're a fan of like sci-fi and kind of like revisiting history and seeing like an alternative storyline there, I think it's really good. It's called For All Mankind. Um, I th- I got recommended it because a-, a bunch of people were putting it on their list of like best shows of the year. Mm. Uh, I think it had season two already, but yeah, I'm like almost through season one. And uh, yeah, just like really fucking well made. And I'm a sucker for sci-fi stuff like that. So, I love it. Highly recommend for all mankind. And if you want to watch some live action anime, check out Speed Racer.
0: Have you heard anything about... um it's definitely different, but sounds similar. The movie, the new Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Don't Look Up on Netflix. I've heard some things. I haven't. When does that movie come out? So the, it just came out yesterday. I, I didn't realize that. Um, I know, Ariana
1: c- Grande's in that one, too.
0: Wait, what? No, yeah. no, she's not. Stop. Yeah, she released her own
1: song to tie in with the movie, too. Don't Look Up? Yeah.
0: What? Uh,
1: I don't know if the song is in the movie, but she is. She's in the movie as well as Kid Cudi and her and Kid Cudi made a song that is technically a tie in for the movie. Wow. I mean, Um, good.
0: Good for them, I guess. But it's
1: not getting the best reviews, though, as I'm seeing it now. Oh,
0: damn. I watched like the first like 20 to 30 minutes and I was fucking engrossed. I uh... Um,
1: Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi released a song called Just Look Up from the movie Don't Look Up. But yeah, I, I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a decent audience score and a bad tomato meter, which seems to be the consensus lately on most movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a big f- I mean, it's directed by the same guy who did the big short. I like Leonardo DiCaprio um, and the, yeah. the, the plot is very interesting. It's basically where some like physicist students noticed that an extinction level sized uh, comet was on a collision course with Earth. And basically, it's the story of them trying to get the government to take them seriously. Because, like, we're all going to fucking die. (laughs) I guess I saw this whole movie
1: as, like, an allegory to COVID.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I don't think it's, like, a stealth COVID movie.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people don't like Adam McKay because of his previous movies, but I liked them both, so. People don't Um, like the big short? The Big Short is great. And then I don't think a lot of people liked Vice. Because oh, I, it was like,
0: you know. I don't even know what that movie is. So Vice yeah. is a movie he made about Dick Cheney. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And it's I, crazy I, do know, I do know what that movie is. Yeah. It's,
1: it's a crazy movie. But yeah, obviously very political. People get really political with stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I have to watch it. Keep Definitely politics out one. of my entertainment unless I agree with them. Then it's okay. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much
1: all right i think this is a wrap for season two yay, yay. infinity ReWatch podcast we will be back with season three in 2022 we'll be taking a short little break here as the year starts and we start getting release dates on some of these shows uh, but if you want to reach out to us any questions comments concerns anything you want to say you know tell us how great we are twitter at infinity rewatch or shoot us an email at the infinity Watch podcast at gmail.com Please don't forget to include Fuck the Billionaires somewhere in there so that we know you're not a bot.
0: Mmm. Fuck the Billionaires. All year, baby. Oh, yeah. All
1: year. And that's a wrap. (laughs) Love it. 42 episodes. Holy shit.